When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Here at ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Ronan, filling in for the guys today. So much NFL action to be paying attention to. And if you're looking to pay attention to it with your wallets, well... You're in luck. As Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, joins us right now on Freddie and Harry here on ESPN Radio. Aaron, we certainly always appreciate the time. Let's start with Dolphins versus Bills. That game will decide who wins the AFC East. What are you liking here? Well, thanks for having me back on. Happy uh, New Year. First time we're back on on the radio in this, you know, 2024. But in terms of this matchup between the Bills and the Dolphins, right now we got the Bills laying three points. If the line was a two and a half, I'd advise you to lay the two and a half points on the road with them. But since it's at three, I'm going to say take the Bills on the money line, which is minus 165. It's way too juicy. So what we're going to do is add this into a same game parlay. What that means is we take two things and we combine them for better odds. So I like the Bills to win, which I will talk about in a second, and also for Tua to throw a pick. Now, in terms of the Bills being able to win this game, I think the biggest thing for them right now is the fact that they have momentum. They've won the last four games. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Patriots. And while their offense hasn't looked that great the past two games, I do think it's important to note that their defense in that stretch, in those four-week stretch, Fourth in defensive efficiency, while we saw the Miami Dolphins, they got killed last week against the Baltimore Ravens. Their defense has fallen off over the last month. And the, yes, the Dolphins are a better team at home, but I just feel like the Bills are kind of striking at the right time. And I feel more confident in that defense to step up and Josh Allen to create something, knowing what's on the line in this game. Even though it is on the road, it's not going to be bad weather conditions for them down in Miami. So I do like the Bills to win. And again, you could pair that with a player prop for better odds in the same game parlay. Again, I like Tua. Reason being, one, he already threw a pick against his Buffalo Bills team earlier this season. And we've just seen quarterbacks throw pick after pick lately against uh, the Buffalo Bills defense. Mahomes had one in that four-game stretch. Same thing with Dak Prescott. Bailey Zappi last week, he had three. So I just wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if Tua threw a pick as well. So it's kind of a different way to play the game. Um, but you get that at plus 146 on ESPN Bet. Hey, Aaron, this is Jordan Ronan. I'm the Giants reporter, so I'm actually uh, not disappointed that this regular season is about to be over. I've had to watch this offense for 17 games. Cool. I'm an Eagles fan, so. (laughs) There you go. We're now in the the final week of the regular season, right? Week 18. What is your advice for betting week 18? So week 18 is entirely different than betting any other week. It's kind of like when you go back to week one and two, where you just feel like you don't know what happens. But again, this is a case-for-case basis case by case basis sorry coming mm-hmm. off a little bit of an illness guys the brain is we're trying to get through the brain fog here we're all there now of course the bill Dolphin team that we just mentioned that's something that has something on the line so that's what's important some of these teams aren't going to be playing for much not to mention some of these teams might end up pulling quarterbacks at some point so maybe you look at teams in the first quarter or the first half or maybe you just take advantage of live betting which you can do on all these games during the game 
And because some, sometimes we just don't know what's going to end up happening. On top of that, always take into account week 18 player incentives. So, for example, example Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's going to earn $1 million if the Bucks make the playoffs. That's just one person. You can look up online. A bunch of players have incentives for this week. So really just trying to focus on some of these games that have things on the line, who's going to be motivated, who's not. Um, and then, yeah, just some player incentives to take, take a look at over the next couple of days before kickoff. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, joining us here on Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Jordan Rodon as we fill in for the guys today. What NFL win totals are on the line coming up in Week 18? <laughs> well, speaking of the Giants and the Eagles, since we just mentioned two of those teams, it's funny enough that the Eagles, their win total was at 11.5. Uh, they got to number 11 on Christmas, and then, of course, they lost <laughs> to the Cardinals. So, People that have the over for their win total of 11.5 are hoping that they beat the Giants on the road this weekend. But other than that, some overs that need to hit for people. The Bills need to win. The Steelers, the Broncos could go over their win total despite them starting 1-5. and five. And the Bears could also, if they win this weekend, hit over their win total of 7.5 after starting 3-8. and eight. Uh, Lastly, just the Cardinals. They could hit over their win total of 4.5, which was one of the lowest, obviously, in the league uh, heading into the season. But those are some of the teams that, again, if you have an over ticket, you're just hoping these teams can uh, get it done in Week 18. The biggest game in these next few days is actually Monday, right? The College Football National Championship. Washington versus Michigan. How do you see this one playing out? So Michigan opened as a three-point favorite. It got as high as minus five, and then today it moved back down to minus four and a half. Um, Just knowing how good Washington is as a dog, I mean, they've won outright as an underdog since 2022. They're 5-0. So they have that, like, I don't mean to just sound cliche that dog in them, but they quite literally do. Uh, This is going to be the first time, you know, in the CFP era that two undefeated teams have faced off in a title game. So to see a team be able to get five points, in such a crucial game when everything's on the line. I just, I have to take the points with Washington. Again, I'm going to be interested to see how this line moves. I hope it goes back to five. Um, I don't know if that will necessarily happen. It will be quite interesting to see if the line moves to four because that would mean money starting to pour in um, on Washington. But obviously for Michigan, the offense is great, but it's really that defense, that front seven is really such a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they stacked Jalen Milrow six times, but I do think that Michael Penix Jr. is much better than Jalen Milrow in my eyes. And just knowing and seeing what they did last week against Texas, um, or I should say this past weekend, um, as a three-and-a-half-point dog and winning that game outright in the Sugar Bowl, there's no reason for me to think that this game, they should be catching five points. So I would take the points with Washington in this spot and, again, would be interested to see how this line continues to move over the next couple days. Who will raise that trophy? You can find out on Monday night. It's the College Football National Championship presented by AT&T. Coverage begins 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're talking with Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Run on filling in for the guys. Before we let you go, Aaron, we've talked all the football we can. NBA games on the slate. What do you like here? Yeah, so just two NBA games on the slate tonight, like you mentioned. Um, I like Denver in the first quarter. This is just an area that they've thrived all season. They're the second-best team in the first quarter, covering the spread 23-12. and 12. Seven of the last 10 games they've covered in that opening frame, and we have a sample size between these two teams. I mean, they've played twice, and Denver has covered the first quarter spread, which is currently half a point um, in both of those meetings, and it just 
sometimes you can break down these games and just look at the spread and be not interested in it. But knowing that the Denver Nuggets are one of those teams that can jump out, they're well-rested. They haven't played since Monday when they beat the uh, Charlotte Hornets. They're just overall one of four teams that are top 10 right now in the league in offensive rating as well as defensive rating. They're better than the Golden State Warriors. So I do think that they'll be able to jump out in this spot. Denver, first quarter, minus half a point. And then for the other game, um, I, I think the Spurs might actually be able to keep it closer than people expect. I know right now the Bucks are laying 10.5 points. That total is pretty high at 248.5, but the Bucks are on a back-to-back. They played the Spurs earlier this season, and Giannis actually had a pretty big stat line. And by stat line, meaning that he had a triple-double, only 11 points, only 11, 14 rebounds, and 16 assists. Dame Lillard really took over in the scoring. He had 40 points in that game. But I think this might be one of the spots that Giannis could end up having a triple-double. You can get that at plus 360. It's a little bit of a long shot there, but I do think that this could potentially be another spot that he could do that. I mean, the Spurs defense has been pretty bad all season. They're 29th in opponent rebound percentage. They're 27th in opponent assists. They're bottom 10 in opponent field goal percentage, opponent three-point percentage. And even though the Bucks are in a back-to-back, it seems like he can just get there in terms of some of these stats. So I thought I'd take a little bit of a long shot there, plus 360 for Giannis to have a triple-double. Well, as a Bucks fan, I love to hear that, especially uh, they need to bounce back after their loss to the Pacers last night. So appreciate your time, Aaron. It's a Aaron. different team on the road. Oh, it's a totally different. different team on the road. Very different on the road. Aaron, we certainly appreciate your time, and uh, best luck on, uh, on that Giannis triple-double bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, joining us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Gabe Nigel, Jordan, Ron, I'm filling in for the guys. And ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. The Ravens lock up the top seed in the AFC. I mean, it is all good in Baltimore. Put points on the board. Our offensive line played phenomenal today. Receivers, tight ends, defense everywhere. We played lights out today. That's Raven football right now. Huge game for Lamar Jackson. Huge season for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. They've got that number one seed locked up. Lamar basically has the MVP locked up. It's Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe Nigel, Jordan, Ron Nan filling in for the guys today. But the one thing that's missing on Lamar's resume as he closes in on that second MVP, by the way, uh, since we just had uh, Aaron on and she was kind of filling us in on some of the best bets, notice she didn't say, hey, take Lamar Jackson to win MVP, because over at ESPN Bet right now it's minus 10,000. <laughs> which means you would have to bet $10,000 just to win 100 So, see, I thought Josh safe. Allen would have a chance if they end up being in this position to win and uh, they can win the division, but Lamar kind of locked that up, I yeah. think, in public perception. With the way they went to San Francisco mm-hmm. and just smashed them, and then the way they just went and dominated the Dolphins, yeah. I don't think but, that's anything. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything Josh Allen could do to sort of overcome that. I mean, maybe eight touchdown passes or something. Yeah, and two of them would have to be like left-handed. Like he'd just have to do something outrageous. He uh, could do one left-handed. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> He's been he able probably, to do a lot. For he the has Bills. definitely tried to throw the ball left-handed. I remember <laughs> oh, seeing that. I do remember that Mahomes as well. Mahomes is also. What level of pressure exists for Lamar? Because the last thing existing now on the resume is to conquer the postseason. He's got the one win, and it's it's beyond that. At least for me, it's. In the games that he's played, he hasn't played well. Three touchdowns, five picks in his postseason career. What level of 
what level of pressure is on Lamar now heading into the postseason with the Ravens wrapping up the number one seed in the AFC? I mean, it's time. Look, there's definitely pressure on him, but you have to remember this about Lamar. So let's just say this is why I'm not going to say it's Super Bowl or bust, though, right? Or it's a huge disappointment. Think about who's in the AFC. Okay. Mm -hmm. If Lamar Jackson lost to Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game, he's 26 years old, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's still got plenty of time to win. (laughs) It's not like. You're you're done. You're screwed. Like you, you know, there's the pressure's on. Like it's bust. You know. So if he lost to Josh Allen in the AFC Championship game, he's 26 years old. It's not over for Lamar Jackson. It's okay. You know. So do I think they have to make the AFC Championship game? It's AFC Championship game or bust and huge disappointment. But if they don't make the Super Bowl and he loses a game to one of those guys and they play dynamite and lights out. I'm not going to sit here and bury Lamar Jackson. I think there are people that will because that's what they do to quarterback. Oh, he can't win the big game. Like, so yeah, it's it's not Josh Allen's fault that Patrick Mahomes was ridiculous in that game when Josh Allen was ridiculous, right? They mm-hmm. lost that that crazy playoff game a couple of years ago. Yeah, scoring, scoring, getting a field goal with 13 yeah. seconds left. Sometimes you're just playing other. Guys, the other guys are really good too. So AFC Championship game, I think, is where they have to make it. Otherwise, if not. Huge disappointment for Lamar, and, and then the pressure really ramps up for me. But if you make the Super Bowl, as Mike Greenberg pointed out earlier this week on Greeny, well, it's going to be really tough to criticize Lamar Jackson going forward. Peyton Manning was 0-3 in the playoffs once upon a time, mm-hmm. and I'm old enough to remember because I was hosting the show where we talked about it. Is Manning never going to make it? Is he cannot win the big game? Blah, blah, blah. And he was a lot older than Lamar Jackson is right now, yeah. and then he won the Super Bowl, and no one ever said that anymore. Why haven't they won playoff games? Part of it is because he's been hurt. The last two years mm-hmm. he's been hurt, didn't play in the playoffs. Oh, by the way, if he did, maybe they would already have won by now. Analytics say that there is a better than 50-50 shot. The Ravens are in the Super Bowl this year. If they are, then there will be no room left to question. I think John it's not- John Elway, I remember, didn't, couldn't win the Super Bowl either. I know they made it a couple times when he was mm-hmm. younger, but they couldn't win the Super Bowl either. Uh, Drew Brees didn't win until he was later in his career, right? Like into his thirties. Like it, he's twenty six years old. Yeah, but having the two MVPs, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, the, the criticisms are only going to get louder if they lose that first game. They go away a little bit in the second game if they, you know, make it to the AFC Championship game and lose. Yeah, but getting they can't through that lose Super Bowl, their first game, then yes, I agree. Then the pressure will be on, and they they kind of choked it away. But getting to the Super Bowl, I think, especially when yes, Josh Allen is a fantastic quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, despite Lamar win, you know, about to win his second MVP. There's a lot of really good quarterback play going on in the NFL. The Browns have a great defense. Like There are great things about some of these teams in the AFC, but the Ravens have separated themselves. I think you got to at least get to the Super Bowl this year if you're Lamar Jackson. If you get to that Super Bowl, like Greeny said, now you're, I mean, there's nothing left to criticize about Lamar Jackson because, well, he would have done it all at that point, I mean, except win the Super Bowl, but at least getting to the Super Bowl shows that you're a team that's good enough that you could win that game. You can win that game. So I think getting to the Super Bowl would be a big step for the Ravens because it's kind of the one thing that's been missing over the last handful of years where they've had a lot of regular season success, just not a lot of postseason success. And, and I guess maybe that goes away if See, Lamar I, plays I well in both games. He has to play well. It doesn't necessarily have to be he we makes the Super Bowl. He has to play well. He can't play poorly, right? But there's a scenario where he plays well and they still lose. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's been the thing because they've won. They have the one playoff win with him, 
and they've lost you know a handful of games. He's three touchdowns, five picks. Like he's just turned the ball over. A, a different guy. Yeah, that's in not terms good. of his passing in the postseason. So he definitely has to answer for that in the first postseason game in that divisional round game. Whoever they end up hosting in Baltimore, we want to see that. Probably um, going to be a tough game now. I mean, AFC's tough. It, it could be the Bills as a wild card. Could be the Bills. If the Bills be, are a wild card, I mean, it could easily yeah. be the Bills. Could be the Browns. Because the Browns are locked into that fifth well, they seed. they got to beat the Browns. they got to beat the Browns. Yeah. They can't lose to the but, Browns. You can't lose to I Joe mean, Flacco. They, they lost to the Browns earlier to this year. Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I, you can't lose to Joe Flacco so and the you're Browns. Me, I know the Browns have a great defense, but you can't yeah. lose to Joe Flacco and uh, the Browns. Joe, Joe Flacco's got everybody with Flacco fever right now. He's playing some of the best quarterback play in the NFL over the last five weeks. I know. I heard Greeny talking about how it's it's a clearly a possibility that the Browns make the Super Bowl. Like it's not. I mean, I'd be stunned. I know they got a great defense, and I Joe Fla- I know Joe Flacco has like a, a big track record. He has won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I would be stunned if the Cleveland Browns are in the Super Bowl, though. The tough part, if they would have found a way, and obviously the, the Ravens left them behind in the dust in terms of that division, if they could have been playing a home game or two, sure, I think, yes, it's going to be tough for Joe Flacco and that Ravens defense to keep it together maybe for three games. But I, look, I got Flacco fever. Yeah, I he, think that that team, that team just looks different with him at quarterback. Like the, the defense who gave up some big games earlier this year, there are, I mean, Flacco throws interceptions like, hey, no big deal. We got your back because they know he's making plays down the field and putting up points on the scoreboard. But so in they the don't playoffs, be that'll be a big deal. You can't, he has eight interceptions in five games. One of the games, I think it'll backfire him. You, you can do that against mediocre bad teams or, you know, it's hard to do that against good teams in the playoffs. And eventually, and, and you may ask me that, that'll probably backfire on him. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's the Dr. Pepper call in line. We want to hear from you. Which quarterback has the most pressure to win in the playoffs? I, I think the other part of this conversation, in terms of pressure on the other side, mm-hmm. it's got to be Dak, right? I mean, Clear that's the other one who's 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 yeah. got a lot of pressure because Josh Allen's been to an AFC Championship game, and right now they're the hot team, they're the darling team. But I think Dak's got a lot of pressure on him in Dallas as well because again, that's a team that just has not been able to get to an and forget the Super Bowl. They haven't been to an NFC Championship game since they won the Super Bowl back in 90, 1995. That's why the pressure's on him. It's not just to okay, you have to win the Super Bowl. It's no, you have to win playoff games. Beat mm-hmm. a good team in the playoffs, right? I know he won a playoff game last year, but like it's like yeah. almost like it's almost like no one even wants to give them credit for that game. And I know he played <laughs> great in that game, right? They beat the Bucks, and everybody's like, yep. eh, beat somebody good in the playoffs." Like now, it's like something else. So until he does that, like that's what's going to hang over him. And guess what? He's not twenty six years old. That's the and difference. The ex- so he he's been around longer. He's had more opportunities. And the excuses will be out the door not to make an NFC Championship game because if they beat the Commanders this weekend, they'll be the number 2 seed. You're getting two home games yeah. in route to that NFC Championship game. You're getting two games at home. And you they are such a different... We were just talking about the Bucks with Aaron Dolan, about how much they're different on the road. I mean, the, what is going on with the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know if I've ever seen in the NFL to have to, to average you know 21 points per game on the road and average nearly 40 at home... I mean, that's a huge difference. That's a huge split of how different the Cowboys are at home versus on the road. If they don't win, you know, make the like the NFC Championship game as the two seed here, if that's what how it turns out, 
he officially, in my mind, is entering Tony Romo territory, right? We're talking like he's 30 years old, mm-hmm. never been to the, 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 even the championship game, struggling in, in the playoffs every year, not just him, but the, more, more the team. But yeah. that, that, that's where his career is going to be at. He's going to be 31 years old next year with you know another missed opportunity. This was a golden opportunity for them to at least make the NFC Championship. Like to me, that's their you know bust now, level. I mean, have to get to had, the NFC Championship game. Have to. Absolutely, I'm 100 percent there with you because then going on the road against San Francisco is a completely different animal. If you make it to the NFC Championship game, right. presuming that the Niners win their first, they lose a tough game. game in San Francisco. I'm not going to be like Dax. He choked again. Yeah, like that's that's right. not that's not going to be the narrative out of me. Because again, you've gone to to you've gone to something that you haven't been in nearly thirty years in the NFC Championship game. If you can do that, the things have broken right your way. You got the call against the uh, against the Lions on Sunday. Then you got the loss by the Eagles to the Cardinals. Things are breaking your way. You now have to take advantage of those. Which quarterback? There's, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Like, forget this week. If they happen, like, there's no excuses because you can't lose to the Commanders this week. No, nope. like that would that would just raise the red flag right there. If you yeah. just can't put them away and win the one game you need to get that two seed and home field, which is obviously huge for them, that would be a disaster for Dak and the Cowboys. Yeah, if if they lose to the Commanders, nobody's picking them to go to an NFC Championship game. Just not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Which quarterback has the most pressure to win in the playoffs? We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We take your calls next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Gabe Nigel, Jordan Ronan, filling in for the guys today on Freddie and Harry. ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Simple question, because, well, for some teams, the postseason's pretty much already started. If you look at the list of backup quarterbacks starting this weekend, a lot of teams have decided, yep. Or the offseason is already yeah, started. Yeah, for, for some teams, it's the offseason. <laughs> the team some teams, the postseason. <laughs> It did start a while ago for the New York Giants. But which quarterback will have the most pressure to win this playoffs? I don't think we're going to get any saying, oh, yeah, it has to be Patrick Mahomes. All the dudes won a couple of Super Bowls. And, yeah, they're going to have, you know, no pressure really on him to win if he has a little bit of off. I don't think anybody's going to be saying. Although, Gabe, there's an argument that could be made about Mahomes and being able to do it with the receivers he's had. Because you can, you got the whole Mahomes-Brady goat conversation, and some will look at some of the receivers. Nobody can do it by himself. Come on. Nobody can do it I'm just saying. Yeah, Nobody I mean, can do it by himself, and it, actually, I think it only can increase his legacy because if he does pull it off this year, it's like, man, he really could pull it off with anything. Yeah, that's because it has been bad. If you even makes a Chiefs Super Bowl, I year, think you're just like, holy cow, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is just the goat. I just, yeah, you know, of this generation, we'll see. Yeah, he's he, a long way to catch Brady, but like, just making the Super Bowl this year would be a ridiculously good accomplishment on his resume. A hundred percent. And I don't even think, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I don't think it's likely, but also if it happens, nobody's going to be shocked because of how good Patrick Mahomes is. But we do want to hear from you. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which quarterback will have the most pressure to win this postseason? Let's go out to David in Texas. David, you're on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? David. Uh, I, I say it's Josh Allen for as much hype as he gets. He's never won anything. He only has two Pro Bowls, no MVPs, and all this hype. You, if you look up his resume, you would think that he'd have at least a couple of Super Bowls and a couple of MVPs or something on there for all the hype he gets. I think he's got to win. I mean, getting, getting to a Super Bowl would be huge, especially in Buffalo, but... It, when you compare him to Lamar, when you compare him to Dak, he's at least made it to an AFC championship game. Like he's gone, he's been on that precipice of getting to a Super Bowl. Granted, he did not win that game, but they were in an AFC championship game. I think he's high on the list, but I still have a hard time putting him in front of Dak or Lamar. Yeah, he he's he's been in he's been a starter for five years so far. This is his sixth year, right? The, the first mm-hmm. two years were growing years for them. He really made that jump in year three. So this is only this is he's had three big years. Made the AFC championship in one of those three years. You know, they, they lost in a ridiculous way to the Bills. I mean to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I get it at some mm-hmm. point. Like I, I think next year is that point where he's he's still twenty seven years old now. I think if he if we're sitting here next year in the same spot, you're like, hey, this guy's gotta start winning at some point. But he's twenty seven. And has had more success than Dak Prescott, who's 30. Which is why, to me, it's got to be Dak. And and he's been twice in the... This is going to be the third time he's in the top three of the MVP voting. In four years since he kind of blew up as a top-end starter. And it ain't ESPN. 888-729-3776. Let's go out to Curtis in Pennsylvania. Curtis, you're up next. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. What's going on, guys? First and foremost, I have to just give you so much congratulations for the Josh love you just gave on the radio. That was beautiful. I love it. 
because <laughs> it's going to take me to my point. I'm about a Josh their Allen opponent. stand if you never realized so, that yeah. yet, by the way. I love it. I am too. Bills Mafia, let's go all day long. So the same thing that we're talking about with pressure quarterbacks, if Tua loses this game, then goes to the playoffs, it has to go on the road to KC and loses that game, is it time for Miami to try to make a move to maybe get one of these one through six quarterbacks that might be coming out in the draft? I mean, it's something to talk about. I'll let you guys talk. I'm not going there. Unless you tell me his health is a problem. That's been his problem in the past, right? This is the first time he's really been fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and, and last year, by the way, he was playing really well until yeah. he got hurt. Until so, the concussion I don't know. stuff I mean, popped up. Yeah, I think if you give him in this and and that team that he has now a few years, like they they'll do, you know, eventually they'll do something. I mean, they're they're building something there. And to me, they're still at the building part of it. I don't think we're at the you know, the pressure's on you. You have to win or it's time to move on yet with Tua. Yeah, and also because I mean, this is going to be his first playoff game. I mean, whenever, whether they win or lose on Sunday night against the Bills, I mean, they're still going to the playoffs for the first time in Tua's career. I mean, again, they were on that track last year until he got hurt. So yeah. I, I'm not quite putting the microscope there yet because they've had the regular season success. Now, there are certainly going to be questions about the Dolphins next year, probably no matter what, be if they end up losing on Sunday, because, I mean, this was their year to win that AFC East. I mean, the Bills were down, and everybody left them for dead. They were down and out, and then they're able to rally. You got beat, gave up 56 points to the, um, to the Ravens this past weekend, and then if you lose again and let the Bills complete that comeback, there are going to be questions, I think, around the Dolphins. Whether or not they get it done in the postseason, I, a little bit of pressure here, probably on Tua, but I'm not putting a ton of pressure on it because it's his first time in the playoffs. I mean, you, you really, should we just say it? Like, Can you ever really trust the Dolphins late in the season? I mean, that that's the reality with this team, with this franchise in general. I mean, they've been, what, when's the last time they won a playoff game? 19, I mean, sorry, 2000. They won yeah. in 99 and 2000. Mm-hmm. So they won a playoff. I mean, you're talking about 20-something years since the team won a playoff game. So, you know, let's let's see them do something late in the season, not blow it, not choke. I mean, that that's what this this franchise has done that consistently late in the season for the past 20 years. You, you just haven't been able to trust them. And let me see them do something before I really put the serious expectations on them. Make the playoffs, win a playoff game. Don't choke away this division when the Bills did everything all season to try and give it to you. I know they're really banged up and the timing is poor for them, but this is this is like it for the Dolphins. Come on. Show us yeah. that this team is different from the teams of the past. A lot of teams get banged up throughout the course of the season. you got to find a way to navigate through it. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which quarterback has the most pressure to win in the playoffs? Ray in Detroit. You're up next. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Hey, how you doing, guys? What up, Ray? Hey, I, um, I think who has the pressure to Jared Goff. I mean, number one overall draft pick. You know, he always has decent numbers, but he, he, he never got, you know, he wins, but he doesn't win. I get it. So, so he's it, but interesting. he did make a Super Bowl. He, he has made a Super Bowl with a, a different Bowl. team, but he's got one year left on his contract. So, I mean, I, there might be some pressure to win and show Detroit, yeah, I'm the guy to lead this team going forward. There might be some pressure to get that next contract from Detroit. Now, I don't know what would be next for the Lions. I don't know who they would bring in instead of Jared Goff. But 
I get it. But also, you want to talk about, you were just talking about the, just win the a playoff uh, game. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I was about to say, you were, we were just talking about Miami and how they haven't won a playoff game since 2000. Detroit, the last time the Detroit Lions won their division, it was the NFC Central. The NFC North didn't even exist yet. They won a division with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in it. The last time they won a playoff game was 1992. Yeah, 91 season. Crazy. Yeah. So it's been a long time for this team since they've done anything in the playoffs. So, yeah, just win a playoff game, and I think you're going to uh, secure the job if you're uh, Jared Goff, which you would think you should be able to do no matter who ends up being that wild card. Does anybody really expect them to win the Super Bowl with Jared Goff? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, so like winning one game and then, you know, and losing in Dallas, I don't think you look at it and be like, come on, Jared Goff. Got to do better than that. Yeah. I mean, because again, you haven't won. This is the first time they're going to have a playoff game inside Ford Field. Like when they've made the playoffs, they haven't gotten a home game. It's crazy. Like you start stacking all those things up. Like this is a wildly successful season for Detroit. So because of the history of the franchise, I have a hard time trying to pile pressure on anybody over there because it's been a rarity. Now, if they start having success and those expectations change, that's when that pressure, to me, starts coming for Jared Goff and the Lions. Triple H say ESPN, which quarterback will have the most pressure to win this playoff season? We go to Max in St. Louis. Max, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys. I think it's Lamar Jackson because he got his money – and it's not his playoff record. It's the fact that he's played really bad in the playoffs before. There was a game a few years ago against the Chargers where they went like three and out the whole time. It was awful. And I think that puts pressure on him to really perform this year of all years. Yeah, when you take a look at his playoff performances, he's played in four playoff games. They're one and three. But to his point there, Jordan, it goes beyond that. Against the Chargers, he was 14 of 29, two touchdowns and a pick. That's not good. Against nope. uh, Tennessee, the year he won the MVP, 31 of 59, did throw for 365, but a touchdown, two picks. It's a quarterback rating of 63.2. 17 to 24 for 179, no touchdowns and a pick and a win against Tennessee. And then they lost to Buffalo back in 2020 when he went 14 to 24, no touchdowns and a pick. Three touchdowns, five interceptions, quarterback rating of 68.3 in the four games he's played in. Yeah, at some point Wolf. you got to he, he you need him to win you games, right? That's why you're paying him all this money right now. Mm-hmm. You're paying him 200 plus million dollars cuz you need that guy to take over when you need it in playoff games. So, yeah, he has to he has to play well in this season's playoffs. And there's certainly a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. I just don't think it's Super Bowl or bust for him. Play well, yes. Play well or get heat, but not Super Bowl or bust. I think they're two different things, in my 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 opinion. With the Cowboys in Dak, because I feel if they if that happens again and Lamar plays poorly, they lose a playoff game. Like Lamar's going to get a bunch of that blame. I, I don't see a lot of heat coming to John Harbaugh in that because mm-hmm. again, I think a lot of the playoff failures in the Lamar Jackson era have been laid at the feet of Lamar. In Dallas, I think Dak is going to share that blame with Mike McCarthy. Yeah, because we know what's going to happen. Mike McCarthy is going to make some head scratching, you know, boneheaded <laughs> time management decision, right? Because that's what Mike McCarthy does. And we're going to be like, what the heck was Mike McCarthy doing? So, yeah, they'll open the door for it. And then everybody, and they're the Dallas Cowboys, the star, America's team, all eyes around them. And what happens when the Cowboys lose? 
everybody who's not a Cowboys fan loves it, right? Oh, you're not they a want to hear from fan, Jerry. You love to hear see the Cowboys lose. You love to be like the Cowboys did it again. All the memes on social media, you know, about the Cowboys choking. Mm-hmm. Yep, they'll be all over your feet. Triple Eight say ESPN. Which quarterback will have the most pressure to win in the playoffs? We can t- continue to take your calls. Plus, we're going to ask if Sunday's going to be Bill Belichick's last game as the Patriots head coach. Certainly something worth pondering here on Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Cape Nigel Jordan run on in for the guys today here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Freddie and Harry. A lot of pressure on some players, coaches, teams heading into this week, but one team that doesn't have that pressure, the New England Patriots. We know they've been eliminated from postseason consideration, and if there's any pressure on this team, it's on the owner, and Robert Kraft, and the pressure is... Well, is Bill Belichick going to be back? Now, there have been so many, I guess, rumors, innuendo, trying to figure out what exactly is going on in New England and if Bill Belichick is going to still be the Patriots head coach going forward. So, of course, somebody's going to ask Bill Belichick that question during his press conference heading into this week's game. But, as Bill Belichick does, he decided to avoid this question. Yes, he avoided the question. He's he's just going to openly answer it. Okay, well, well, I guess we'll find out together here, no, Jordan, if he openly answered the question or not when he was asked about it this week. Right now, we're just really looking to put our best game out there against the Jets and look back the season after the season. Have you had any conversation with Robert Kraft this week about your future with the team? Yeah, I'm looking forward to working, getting ready for the Jets here. Man, I can't believe I'm wrong there. Yeah, I mean, hey, you took a risk. You took a risk. You jumped out on the on the edge, and, well, you fell I off. I thought in, in chance... 6,942, he was finally going to flip the script. <laughs> Am well, I not playing for I, I guess I was against the odds there, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, it's not very often that he's been eliminated in the postseason in his time with the Patriots heading into Week 18. So, you know, maybe, hey, maybe he's changed his policy. Apparently he has not Dave, changed his policy. Let me tell you, I'm an expert in these situations because I've seen coaches get fired consistently, right? I mean, that, yep. that's, that's happened every two years. I've covered the Giants the last, you know, what, six years. They're on their, their what, fourth coach in, in the last six years. So I'm an expert at this. It's amazing. It really is amazing how these organizations work. And right now there's stuff going on with the Giants defensive coordinator, potentially offensive coordinator. And again, it's unbelievable. You would think if there's a problem or there's an unknown, you would go up to your boss and you would talk it out, right? You would hash it yep. out. The NFL, these guys are aliens, man. I'm telling you, like, if you like, if there's like a rift between the offensive coordinator and the head coach or the defensive coordinator, wouldn't you like go in there and like try to talk it out? But no, you know what they do? These guys, they literally, and this is Bill Belichick, I'm sure it's the same thing. He puts his head down. Robert Kraft puts his head down and they just go about their business. I'm worried about this week. And this is literally how they think. And they don't have those conversations that normal humans have. It's crazy. For me to consider, think about how awkward that must be. But for them, it's not that awkward because they're awkward already as human beings. Is this going to be Bill Belichick's last game running the Patriots? That's the question that we have to answer. Is it his last game? I'm going to say yes. I don't know. There's too too much smoke around this right now. There's Mm -hmm. just too much smoke. You know, 
Look, it's it would be easy for Robert Kraft just to come out and say, look, we're not getting rid of Bill Belichick. He's deserved that if that's the case, right? If he was just thought right now and the whole time that he was, you know, I'm just I'm going to bring him back, and it was a that and it was a slam dunk, and they were going to bring him back, and they already knew that. He would have come out and said it. He wouldn't have left it hanging out there like it has been for what the last six weeks. Yeah. When, when you're not making a change, think of how Braden Staley, before he got fired from being the Chargers coach, and somebody asked him about deserved. if he was going to, yeah, much deserved. His team quit on him on national television. It was wild to see. <laughs> uh, but before that, before they got to the point where they quit on him on national television, he was asked if he was going to give up the defensive play calling, the, the defensive play calling. And very definitively, he said, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm calling defensive. defense. Quit asking. So you would think the Jim Harbaugh's or the Bill Belichick's or the Robert Kraft's of the world, whenever they get asked these questions, you would think eventually they would get defensive if there wasn't going to be a change coming. Instead, a lot of deflecting. Granted, that's what Bill Belichick just does naturally. But long you know time what Ben McAdoo went, did one time? What did he do? So, you know, it was going bad. You knew okay. kind of where it was going. And they just got hammered. And I was like, hey, Ben, uh, what did you tell your team at halftime? And in his mind, I think he wanted, you know, he was about to say something he shouldn't. Yeah. So he just didn't say a word. He just stood there and said, um, and then looked around awkwardly. And it was like an awkward 10 seconds of silence. On the transcript after the game, they just yeah. put um as his answer to the question. And until someone eventually just asked him another question on a different subject. So there, there's another option. You could just not say any, literally not say anything. Just completely avoid the conversation. Just, uh... It's better not even saying not even saying no comment. Yeah. Just in his blankly head, stare into space. In his head, spacing off and saying um was better than saying what he was about to say or what was going through his mind. Well, I mean, if you're gone anyway, why not make it a little spicy on the way out the door? That's just me though. Why, yeah, why not I, say with, so? I guess I guess in your mind you're probably thinking, well, I can't say anything that's gonna be unprofessional because I want to be a head coach somewhere else and that's gonna be used against me. So I guess I you think there's any chance that. Belichick stays at this point? No, no, I, I just don't see it. And but he's not done coaching, though. I don't think so. I, don't and think I think so he either. needs. I think he needs to head to a place where he can just be the coach. I mean, he's the last of that breed of the coach and GM, which was a popular thing, kind of starting with Mike Holmgren and the Seattle Seahawks in the late '90s and into the 2000s. Teams stop doing that because it's really difficult to do. You need to have two different people to try to balance that out the best you can. Tune in Is for a football doubleheader this Sunday. Pats, Jets, followed by Bears and Packers. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. What are the ramifications for the Bills? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.